What's up, everyone? Today, I have the pleasure to chat with Canadian singer-songwriter, former Toronto Maple Leaf Santa performer and actress Martina Ortiz Louise. In this new in this newest episode, Martina talked about being fresh off a shooting movie musical feature, Verona, her newly released show on Roku, Most Dangerous Game New York, Supernatural Western Horror Television Series, One Hour to Earp, experiences the first ever official Toronto Maple Leafs anthem performer, her special night at Canada's Walk of Fame Awards show, upcoming music projects, performances, and more. Now, with that being said, hope you enjoy my conversation with Martina. Martina, hello. Hello. I mean, how how are you doing? First and foremost, that's an important question to ask. I'm I'm doing great. You know, I'm back in Toronto. It's a beautiful sunny day outside, so I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm 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 doing really good. And obviously, we're both good. from the T dot, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and obviously, uh, we are both Lee fans, and obviously. Of uh, yeah, I mean, who else wouldn't? I mean, other than Montreal fans. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so, so we have to get to. Obviously, you have a new show out uh, that just released on Roku called Most Dangerous Game. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's called Most Dangerous Game New York. It's the second season, um, and basically, uh, it features. Um, David Castaneda and Christoph Waltz, Anna Gunn, Sierra Bravo, Aaron Poole, and it's a really unique take on the short story Most Dangerous Game, uh, where this kind of secret society of extremely wealthy people hire these um, runners who who are in need of a lot of cash um, and are and are stuck in such in sticky situations, and they hire them as runners and and hunt them for 24 hours. So this season, it is David who plays Victor Suero, who is my older brother. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a really great action thriller. We've got some really good, deep uh, emotional scenes and the dynamic of the cast is just really cool to see. So check it out on Roku. Yeah, absolutely. And and honestly, I, I wasn't sure if I got this correct, but the showrunner is Nick Santora, if I'm not yes. mistaken. So yeah, so the showrunner is Nick Santora. You're the supporting character to Christoph Waltz. Um, and honestly, you play the role of Josie Suero. Yes. Um, who, who is Josie? Josie is a little, she's, she's a little scrappy. She's a little feisty. She's had a tough childhood growing up uh, in the Bronx, New York with her brother, Victor, and they've had to kind of really fight for each other their whole lives. Um, and honestly, Josie probably <laughs> is, is the extremely lucky one having a big brother like that who will literally do anything for her and to keep her safe. Um, and I think in this, in this season, she really tries to, she really tries to give back that favor and help him out a bit. And with that comes some extreme consequences. Um, so I guess you'll just have to watch the show to see what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, I loved playing Josie and I loved working with David as uh, my older brother. Um, and it was just, an incredible experience to get to play her absolutely and and obviously um you know well me my, and my brother being originally from brooklyn new york uh we were born no there way. Yeah. okay so, nice. so, so 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 there's there's the connection um and obviously um 
is it I, I i need to ask you this is it is it ever draining to have to play a role and then also be so busy doing that shoot for so long and then having to finally come back to terms and come back to home ground and say we need to just settle down here and get back to who martina is as a person um is it ever draining uh well i i want to say it is it does take up a lot of your energy because a lot of the days you're working you can be working up to 12 14 hours uh, a day um but was what was really good about this shoot specifically uh, most dangerous game was that we filmed it in toronto so i was i was doing leafs games uh when i could uh, while we were filming this and and I was going back home. I was getting picked up from home. So after a long day of filming, it was kind of great to to sleep in my own bed and have some homemade cooking, you know, and just ground myself after a day's work. I did not get that exact luxury in this past shoot that I did in Italy. It was entirely different on its own uh, and a completely, extremely different, incredible experience. But um, for Most Dangerous Game in particular, uh it was it was good to kind of come home and just ground myself and yeah i never i don't think it was ever extremely extremely draining energy wise um i just i just had a lot of fun you know and i got to do a lot of fun cool things that i've never gotten to do before uh with josie so yeah yeah absolutely and uh with that being said obviously you just came off a five-month-long shoot doing uh, a movie musical uh, called Verona in Italy. Um, yes. Tell us, tell us about that experience going overseas to do something like that. <laughs> I mean, spending three months in Italy is just, I mean, it's a dream come true. How could it not be, right? Um, we started off with rehearsals in November, um, and we were in Rome, Verona, Parma, and Salso Maggiore, which is a small town in northern Italy. And it was amazing. Like, we were filming in castles. We were filming just in these really old, like, thousand-year-old towns um, at night and it, wearing these incredible costumes on these incredible sets. It was just extremely surreal. And I got to eat a lot of good food, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was just an otherworldly experience altogether. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this, uh, this movie musical was directed by Timothy Scott Bogart. Uh, what it was also written by William Shakespeare, but Timothy Bogart also wrote it, um, but inspired by William's work. Uh, mm -hmm. how influential was Timothy in this sort of uh, proceedings or creation of this movie musical? Well, yeah, so it's this musical is based on Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, but also it isn't. Um, Timothy, Tim, uh, he, he really just kind of created this whole new world um, that the characters of Romeo and Juliet um, live in. And, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. And we have these contemporary pop songs that honestly sound like they could be on the radio. And we got to perform those um, on these like 
12th, 13th century sets, which was just so surreal. And um, yeah, we've got a few twists and turns in there, things that aren't necessarily in Shakespeare um, that Tim kind of just created in his own genius brain. So yeah, you'll just have to wait and see the film to see to see what I'm talking about. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 you know, like I was I was I was gonna try and see if you could spill the tea on on a little bit of what we can expect out of Verona, but obviously, um, we're gonna have to find out by ourselves. And and so yes, uh, I can tell you, I can tell you that um, I play the role of Veronica, and I play Mercutio's love interest, um, and we have some great musical numbers and we have an incredibly exciting young uh, ensemble and we we just it's just it's just incredible these are some of the most talented people i've ever gotten to work with um and our cast includes like some really cool people like rupert everett jason isaacs rupert graves rebel wilson derek jacoby so um it was just it's really exciting and it's just beautiful just beautiful and full of life and energy and i really can't wait for you guys to see it <laughs> yeah and and you're just talking about the the stars that are also included in this um movie musical what is it like working with those people oh man well it was just it was great they were all so kind and really really took us young cast under their wings and i think part of what was so great about it was that for a lot of our shoot, we were in this small town, uh, Salso Maggiore, which is in the Parma region um, of Italy. And we were all staying at the same place. And so, you know, we would go down to the restaurant for dinner and everyone would be there and they'd just kind of welcome everyone. And we'd all have a like a big dinner together, um, like every other night, or we would see each other in the lobby or see each other walking around town. and. So yeah, it was just a really cool um, experience to and to just be in the presence of these people that have been in the industry and just learning from them and hearing them talk is just so fascinating. Uh, so yeah, it was really great. Yeah, absolutely. Who cracks you up the most when you're when you're having those types of dinners with those people? Oh man, I mean. We have some really funny young cast members, uh, like Nicholas Padani and Zach Bellward. Um, I think they would crack me up the most. But also, we were at a table with like Rupert Everett and Rebel Wilson, and it's just impossible to not laugh. <laughs> and like they just have this energy about them, and just so naturally funny. Uh, Rupert Graves as well. Um, so yeah, we just had a really fun cast, and we all just had a a really good time and I think we got really lucky that we all um kind of took to each other so nicely and really bonded yeah absolutely and and we need to know what was being served at dinner what was being served I mean we were in Italy baby so we were eating like pasta <laughs> we were eating a lot of prosciutto and bread for sure uh what else you know classic red wine of course uh and yeah really good steak they had really good beef in the parma region and just really good meats overall so yeah <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and and honestly i i feel it's lucky that you guys get those types of uh special foods i guess 
because I remember at my prom. Oh, not I. It wasn't a prom. It was, oh, yeah, it was a prom. Sorry, it was a prom, and they served just horrendous food. I'm sorry. Like oh no, no. Like like no disses to the the people who work at the the restaurant that we were at. Um, I mean they were serving like you know when when you're teenagers and you're expecting like you know like to be served like junk type food. I guess like you know what I mean. It's like it's like you're. Yeah. you're like you're expecting something that like teenagers would gravitate towards more mm, and then you okay. get served and you get served just veggies <laughs> you know you're not a veggie guy i, I l- listen i i don't have a problem with it but the right. thing is that when you're enjoying something as big of a night that's not going to happen ever again in your life mm. you're expecting wow. some sort of celebratory food mm. rather than being served something that young kids in preschool would eat no yeah that's really funny because in italy you know we we could hardly find any just veggie dishes like it was just plain salads or just eat this gigantic bowl of pasta and obviously you gravitate to one more than the other um but yeah i'm sorry that happened at your prom no, no, you don't. You don't have to apologize. I, I, I feel, I feel it's the people that organized that decision. Uh, I don't know who made the decision, but wasn't good. Um, but, but overall, I think it was a really great night, and and also you had a great night at the Canada's Walk of Fame that we need to talk about as well. Yes. Um, you met Alessia Carr. You presented Alessia Carr with the Alan Slate Award, um, and you also performed a tribute in front of Alessia Carr. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. Oh man, that was just, that was just a really surreal event to get to be part of. I remember I got to dress up a little bit and the hair and makeup team got to do my, my hair and makeup that night. And I got to walk the carpet, uh, which was my first time doing that. And it was just, I just felt like, wow, (laughs) feels so, feels so nice. Um, and yeah, just. I mean, Alessia Cara is and has become such a prominent Canadian figure in the music industry. And she's just, I mean, her songs are beautiful. And so I got to sing um, this special arrangement of Scars to Your Beautiful um, with like, with like, I think it was a string quartet and a mini girls choir. And uh, I got to sing it. And then they had these messages from people that she really cared about and had really been touched by her in their lives and they played these messages for her um you know in the middle of the song it was just really beautiful and i got to present her with the award in front of all these canadian icons which was which was surreal and um and then i got to meet her and give her a hug and that was just that was just a very um surreal moment for me and definitely memorable absolutely and and I, I I remember I remember seeing that uh, on on live TV and and seeing you have that moment uh, for yourself and I was I was like man this girl is making me proud um, you know <laughs> Thank you. because Thank you. because it's like well I mean we're we're both Asians and yes. and and I'm like you know what like I've I've considered Asians as brothers and sisters to me um, and so it it's it basically felt like a sibling going up there to to really have a, a, a momentous moment, I guess, to live their dreams out there, to meet such an icon like Alessia Carr and, and the success yeah. she's had uh, coming up from Brampton. Um, and so when you go up there 
and you're performing that tribute um and then you're also getting to present Alessia Carr with the award what what was going through your head oh my god what was going through my head um god I I don't even know I mean I probably our arrangement of Scars Are Beautiful was just so different from the original and I think I just kept thinking oh man I really hope we do this some justice and also I hope that I can add a little sprinkle of my own you know my own little je ne sais quoi <laughs> on the song and and you know just make her proud um and make her really realize the impact of what she's done in this industry and how so many young girls look up to her um yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and obviously i remember i, I was just seeing recently that you're sharing a lot about on your social medias about the oscars um <laughs> and what a just a just a special moment it was for you know i i guess like asian people or asian descent people uh who yeah. are making history there you know michelle yao who um who is the first woman um of asian descent to win an oscar for best actress and the second woman of color to receive the award yeah. um and halle berry was the only other woman of color to receive the best actress award uh yeah. presented her I, Michelle Yao with that Oscar. Yeah. Um, so, so for you being um, obviously Asian descent, you are very clear about representation being important to you. Um, and seeing that moment there, um, what, what did it mean to you? Oh man. I mean, well, first of all, I look up to those two actresses so much, um, Halle Berry and, and Michelle Yao. And, I watched everything everywhere all at once, like maybe two or three times um, last year, and it, it was just unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I, I guess it was just a statement to the industry, a statement to Hollywood that everyone can appreciate these stories that um, that come from different cultures and aren't necessarily stereotypical and are just can touch can really touch people no matter where you come from and so i think that was really inspiring for me to just see that 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 is possible and that you can make a story and a film as crazy and as wild and as out there as everything everywhere all at once um and be recognized for it you know um and the family dynamics in that movie are just so moving and they're just so like they really hit you um so just being able to see a family like that represented, um, obviously I'm not uh, Chinese, I'm Filipino uh, with a whole lot of other things possibly mixed in there, but um, I feel like as the daughter of immigrants um, and being Filipino and, you know, Asian, um, that, that whole moment, um, seeing that happen at the Oscars and also seeing the love that that cast has for each other is just so inspiring and just, it, it was so refreshing to see, um, how much like genuineness and kindness and just heart was being shown, um, at the Oscars this year. I thought it was really lovely and really refreshing to, to witness. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you, and I think that like and and I I, I want to ask you this question because I think it's important to ask you it, um and the question is that like you know when when you're seeing those types of things happening, um and you said it's obviously refreshing to see and I totally agree with that statement, um 
I mean, how much does that sort of inspire you as now like an up and coming sort of actress that's now going into all these different um, uh, these movies and these shows that you're on now? How much does that influence um, your career moving forward? Hmm. Well, it's definitely inspiring because you they've like people like Michelle Yao have really and Halle Berry and, you know, all these amazing actresses um, of color being uh, recognized in this way, it shows you that it's possible. And they've kind of laid out that path for us to expand these stories and even doing something like Verona, which is a period piece. And, you know, I, I've been told in the past that, you know, the, the, the chances of someone like me doing a period piece um, like Romeo and Juliet in Italy was never, you know, really in the cards for me. It's not really common to see people of color in in uh, period pieces like that in like 13th century outfits and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's just the possibilities are more diverse and more and expanding and just also being inspired to create your own stories because sometimes people aren't just going to hand that to you you just have to really create your own and um and really work for it absolutely so, yeah. yeah absolutely and and, and i and i totally agree with that and we have to talk about winona herb obviously um it's a supernatural western horror television series um filmed in alberta canada um i remember listening to um you talk about winona herb on one podcast i was listening to and you said that you you got the call to to fly to Calgary um, and you had no time to really sink in that moment and you just basically hopped on a flight um, all the way to what the West Coast um, and eventually just just sunk your feet in and said okay we're we're, we're doing this uh, tell me about that experience yeah um wow uh, just so surreal that was just a really really surreal moment for me because i i got the request for the call back on a thursday and i was like sitting i don't know yeah i i was sitting in a university lecture at the time i was studying um classical voice performance at the university of toronto and i was sitting in a lecture or a performance and um, I like felt my phone buzz and I was like, oh my God. And I like discreetly checked to see what it was. And it was an email requesting me for a callback for Rachel. Um, and that was, that callback was on a Thursday. And then I think I got the call saying that I got it like on a, on a Friday or Saturday. And then Sunday I was on a flight out to Calgary. And then, yeah. And then I think Monday we had our first cast table read. And then a couple days later, I was just thrown in to my first scene. Um, so it was just, yeah, they really just kind of threw me in there. And, and um, thankfully, I had these like really great idols to look up to and to learn from. And everyone was so, so kind and really kind of trying to ease me in and help me out with, you know, the terminology and finding my mark and stuff like that. Um, I did run into the cameraman my first day of filming and I got a lot of bruises from that. Apologies to that camera guy. Um, <laughs> I think it was Donovan, our, our B cam operator. But um, yeah, I just really had to ground myself and find my way, navigate all that really quickly, which was quite fun. Yeah, um, and it's it's already in four seasons, right? 
Yes, so we, that was, I joined in for the fourth season. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we don't know what's going to happen next with this story. Uh, so we left it at, um, at the 12th episode of this fourth season. Um, but we have such an incredible fan base, the Erpers. They're so supportive and they really are passionate about the show. So last year and this year, a bunch of the cast, including myself, we've been doing all these conventions all over the world, which has just been so crazy to be a part of. Um, and so we'll just, we'll see what happens next. We honestly don't know, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. And and who is Rachel Valdez? Rachel Valdez, uh, she's, she's a funny little character. Um, she's sassy, she's fierce, she's feisty. She really has to, she's been, before the Earp clan kind of finds her, she's been staying in a lab that's been like overrun by zombies trying to find her mother um, for like 18 months. And, and so she's, she's kind of like Josie in a way. She's, she's scrappy. She's had to hold her own for quite some time. Um, and suddenly she just finds love in this Earp family who kind of take her in as their own, as a little sister, um, as a daughter. Um, and she just, she gets thrown into this crazy world of Earp which was kind of like what I had to do when I was thrown into the season. So um, navigating Rachel and uh, just being a part of that uh, for so many episodes was just uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing I find about um, Josie and Rachel is that you seem like you really have a niche of what characters, what type of characters you want to play um because both are feisty both are sassy um you know is 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 there something to that that you just you just wanted to play a sassy feisty type character i will honestly say this was not entirely by choice because when you're starting out as an actor you you audition for countless countless roles um and i can say that my character gabby in top line is not like that at all she's very much like buy the book, you have to do this and this, family, you need to follow your family's rules, blah, 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 blah. Um, just classic uh, older sister type vibes. And the character that I play in Verona is also um, very different to anything that I've, that I've played before. Uh, I guess it's just really funny that I, well, Josie and Rachel are very similar, but also extremely, extremely different. Um, but yeah, it's just funny to kind of find those little those little similarities. But also, I guess it's because as an actress, you are taking parts of yourself and putting putting them into those characters. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I I totally get it. And 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 here's the thing, you know, like I I think especially with Verona, which is a musical, a movie musical. I remember when I was in, I think grade seven or grade eight, I did. Um, I tried out for my middle school's uh, musical to do Lion King. Lion King. Um, and sadly, didn't get the part. But uh, <laughs> oh, that's no, because no, because I remember I was I was so young and I I didn't know what the because I remember I don't remember what the song was, but you had to practice this song and try out for it. 
um, I don't remember if it was Can You Feel the Love Tonight? I wasn't sure if it was that one. Um, but I can sing it really good now, um, which is uh, which is always a, a positive thing. Um, uh-huh. And so and so as we as we talk about singing, we have to talk about you being the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, anthem performer from 2016 um, to I think what 2021. Um, Ooh, 2022. 2022. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so we have to talk about that. Um, what was that like? I mean. Are there even words to describe? <laughs> like, I I grew up with that team. I spent six years with that organization, and I mean, people always have always asked me like, don't you get tired of singing the same two songs every night? Um, and honestly, no. I I genuinely didn't. I didn't get tired of it at all, and I loved it. The energy from the crowd was different every single night, and you know you have 20,000 or so new people every night giving you different energy and you had a new team every night, facing a new team every night. And um, then the pandemic hit, there were just so many things that we had to navigate. And and I did that from ages 15 to 21 or almost 21. So I just, the love that I have for that team runs deep. I bleed blue and white and I'm still ride or die for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was watching their games out in Italy and like that that organization has all of my love. They still have so much of my heart and I love them. Absolutely. Um and and obviously we both bleed blue and white here. Um of course. and and uh we we have to is was there ever like a um I mean you you got you got to meet the players right in person. Um and so them, yeah. uh, who who would you say is like the most funniest or like the most like, uh, like, oh, I'll get, okay, here's, okay. I'll, I'm not, cu- I'm not cutting corners here. I'm just going to say it. Who is your favorite player? Oh no, I can't, I can't choose one. Um, That'd be Maddie. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember there were, I think the first time I met, uh, Willie and Hyman, they they couldn't stop saying my last name. So like, I think I just I was just like walking by the hallway, and they were like Martina, Ortiz, Louise, and they just kept saying it, um, which I I thought was really funny. And Jake Gardner was such a sweetheart as well. I haven't met Marner. Um, that I I've met him, but I haven't really talked to him. Um, quite a bit but I his family always comes and says hi to me when they see me at the arena so that was really sweet Travis Dermott and uh Katarina they've they've always been so lovely to me um and just yeah actually all of them have been incredibly nice to me I they they're just the sweetest souls and um yeah love those guys yeah (laughs) rooting for them always absolutely you deliver the right answer um and 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 obviously you know like here's here's the thing you know like was there ever like a nickname because i know the leafs all have nicknames that they go by was there a nickname that they kind of called you by uh instead of saying martin ortiz luis was there a short uh short form or nickname that they gave you i don't think so i don't think so it would be really funny if, if they did 
and I'm not I'm not sure if they did, but it's funny. Everyone there, even even the crew and stuff, they they just always liked saying my full name. I guess because that's how Mike Ross announces it, and also because it it rhymes a little. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it would, be, it would be really cool to see if I have some type of hockey nickname. But how would you even do that with Ortiz Luis, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the funny thing um, as well, like I remember there was, there was something, I don't know, it was uh, Bunting. Uh, it was Michael Bunting. And I remember he, he actually, I think I was inside here. I was busy doing something. And my brother says that like there's, um, it looked like uh, one of his friends was dropping off something at our house. And he says, I think I just saw Michael Bunting right outside your home. Um, oh, wow. And and apparently he, I, I feel like his friend kind of lives close to us here and he might have just came to visit or something like that um because his wow. they they basically like full-on investigated if it was his car or not like the full-on <laughs> investigations um um yeah but yeah it, it you know bunts bunts is a great person and and he's he's just a I I I like to call him a a pest. He he's a real pest on the ice. Uh, oh and, yeah, and, and we we approve we approve of that. Um, and also we have to wrap up of uh talking about you have a lot of uh singles already out. You have a lot of yes. songs that's already that songs have already been out. What is what's mm -hmm. what's next? What's coming? What's I mean I've been working since since I've been back. I've been doing some sessions, and I have a lot of songs in my back pocket that that. I can't wait for for people to hear um and yeah i'm just i'm just writing more and hoping to release more uh this year so watch out for that follow me on spotify apple music all that fun stuff and my socials you know instagram twitter facebook TikTok, um for more updates on that because i'll definitely be posting about new releases uh once they happen yeah absolutely and um, and as we wrap up here i want to ask you this Last question that has challenged every single person on this podcast. Um, and I, I know that you, you're up for the challenge. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you now. Um, oh, no. if there was, if there's one person that is already in heaven that you would want to play a song with, who would it be? And what song would you play? Wow. There are too many legends and icons that we've lost too soon. Um, the first person that's coming to mind is Whitney Houston. <laughs> and I don't know what song we would do, um, but she's always like just her songs and the way that she performs and her voice, of course, has always been a huge inspiration. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, what song would we perform? Let's say something fun, like how will I know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> I, was, I, I I thought you were gonna say I want to dance with somebody, but that too. That would be great. That would be great. Or a ballad yeah. like um I have nothing or saving all my love for you. So many options. She has so many great songs. Hey, there's also one other song with Kaigo, it's a higher love. Higher love, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a banger right there. Um well, it's, a t it's the end of our time together, but thank you so much for chatting with me. I had such oh, a pleasure. And, such a pleasure. And, uh, thank and, you for having me. And honestly, you can come back on whenever you'd like, and, and we can talk all <laughs> about all about new shows that you're working on, your your music thank projects you. upcoming. Um, I think I think I, I might be able to speak to some other of your castmates that are on uh, some of the shows <laughs> that we were talking about today. But um, until then, I mean, 
thank you so much again for just being so gracious with your time and 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 you know what i have to say this i remember every night when you were on every season when you performed o canada and the national anthems um especially in the playoffs that was amazing um and i remember just like you. you know like just i remember it, it just i just want i just wanted to make sure to let you know that um thank you that means a lot you know, you know i think i think lee fans will will adore you forever and, and whatever um yeah that's my little that's, water that's, cup that i stole right. from the arena okay we have well well actually last question here okay. prediction prediction on the leaf season i don't want to do that no no <laughs> no we can't do that because it you'll jinx something we, i don't know how we'll jinx it but something will be jinxed okay and that's just the way of <laughs> being you, a you, leafs you, fan you, you seem like you you really believe in superstitious stuff and 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 hopefully that does not happen um and mm. you know what i'm not gonna jinx anything but i'm just saying just that you know, every and all every my love year, to those guys i remember i was talking to Lindsay dunn uh on an interview that i did with her and we always joked about the leaf fans saying well it's our year while well, we say it every year um but hopefully this season looks different um so with that being said and praying thank you so much to martina for taking the time to speak with me um thank you again for doing this it's it's been a pleasure and um, if you want to connect with martina you can find her on instagram facebook twitter youtube and on tiktok you can also follow her on her uh, music platforms as well really cool uh music that she's got upcoming uh to connect with me you can connect on social medias i'm on tiktok as well um you can listen on all podcast room platforms i've been your host shigby kelts and thanks for tuning into the show Thank mm-hmm. you.